Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. His name shall be called wonderful. We read it. Glory. His name shall be called wonderful. His name's just as wonderful as he is. His name's just as powerful as he is. His name is just as glorious as he is. His name is just as authorized as he is. All of the power, all of the authority, all that Jesus did, all of his conquest, blessed be God, are in the name. And the name belongs to us. And if we'd have known what was invested in that name, we'd have picked that name up and put the devil on the run long ago. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Name of Jesus by Kenneth E. Hagan. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Y'all pray for me. I'll hold out faithful to the end. Don't know whether I can or not. Maybe I can. Hope so. Maybe so. But that's not what the New Testament teaches. That's not New Testament Christianity. New Testament Christianity is greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. New Testament Christianity is I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me and gave himself for me. New Testament Christianity is so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper for he has said I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Glory to God. Well, you see we've defeated ourselves. We've defeated ourselves. We've robbed ourselves. We didn't know. Well, I think maybe some of us knew we had the name of Jesus, but we didn't think it amounted to much. We are like the story. It's a true story. Charles Haddon Spurgeon tells it. Spurgeon, of course, had a number of ministers because he had a large church. He didn't do a lot of visitation into people's home, but when, and then of course in his day they didn't have all the hospitals. People would die at home. When people they felt like the pastor should go, whether the associates and all would, would say to him. And so they suggested that he go. Here's a dear old soul, elderly lady. Seems to be, well, she is bedfast. Seems to be in almost a dying condition. So he made his way to a little old shanty, a shack. And here this dear woman lying there on the bed. Elderly lady in her 80s. All really that's wrong with her is she don't have enough to eat. She's undernourished. She's starving to death. You see, malnutrition's about to take her physical life. Spurgeon said as he was there visiting, he noticed on the wall of this shack a document framed. He went over to read it. He said to the lady, Is this yours? Yes, she said, you know, for many years I was a maid, a servant in the household of so-and-so. Some of the nobility there of England, lady so-and-so. And before she died, the last thing she did, she gave that to me. And I've been so proud of it, you know, because she gave it to me. I served the lady, you know, for nearly half a century. And so I had it framed and I've had it hanging there for several years, 10 or 12 years on the wall. Mr. Spurgeon said, would you allow me, your pastor, to take that? I want to examine it more closely. Oh, yeah, she said, Just be sure you bring it back. Well, he said, I'll see you get it back. So he took it because reading it, you see, this dear woman never learned to read. He took it. He took it to the authorities. They said, we've been looking for that. You see, this was a bequest. She, the lady, had left this woman a home and money to be cared for the rest of her life. 
But there she was down in an old house built out of wooden boxes in shantytown, as we used to call it, you see. Starving to death. But she had hanging on the wall of her room a document that authorized her to live in a house well kept along with others of dignity and royalty and to be cared for enough of bequest. And the money was there, gathering interest. It belonged to her. She got it. It didn't do her much good as it would have if she'd have realized. Now, I think that's what happened. We're living, you see, in a little run-down one-room shanty sometimes, spiritually speaking, and hanging on the wall. Oh, we're proud of it. Oh, thank God for the new covenant. Yes, sir. We've got it lying on the table or hanging on the wall or somewhere, but we've never taken time to read it. We've never taken time to find out. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The name of Jesus. I know the name of Jesus belongs to us all right. And oh yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, he's wonderful. His name is just as wonderful as he is. His name shall be called wonderful. We read it. Glory. His name shall be called wonderful. His name's just as wonderful as he is. His name's just as powerful as he is. His name is just as glorious as he is. His name is just as authorized as he is. All of the power, all of the authority, all that Jesus did, all of his conquests, blessed be God, are in the name. And the name belongs to us. And if we'd have known what was invested in that name, we'd have picked that name up and put the devil on the run long ago. So here, Peter. Peter at the gate called beautiful. This crippled man, lifelong cripple. The man's begging alms. Peter stopped, fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. What did he have? Did he have something? Oh, yeah, you know, though, that Peter was an apostle. And John was an apostle. Now, the apostles had that kind of power. How in the world sensible men could reason like that is beyond my conception. Amen. The devil has hoodwinked them. He don't want people to find out about this name. He's afraid of that name. He knows that Jesus conquered him. He knows that name is just as powerful as Jesus, the person, the man is. He knows that Jesus said, in my name they'll cast out devil. That means they'll exercise authority over the devil, over demons. That's what it means. He knows that. He don't want you to know it. And if you don't know it, and as long as you don't know it, he can continue to dominate you. And so he's hoodwinked the church. He don't care how religious you get. As long as you don't have any power, you're no threat to him. Amen. Then on the other side of the ledger... There are those over here on this side that believe in the new birth, but believe in being filled or baptized with the Holy Ghost and speaking other tongues, believe in divine healing, believe in the power of God. But then there's confusion here in this camp. And you've got all kinds of ideas. Well, the Lord can heal if He wants to, but it's not always His will. And then people sitting around, you see, speaking in tongues... Got the powerhouse in them, said, well, if we had the power, all right, we could do just what they did in the Acts of the Apostles, just pray for the power. So we sing, oh, Lord, send the power just now. Send the power just now. 
And the power's there all the time we're singing. And the Lord looked down over the banister of heaven and said to Gable Archangel, what are those idiots down there doing? <laughs> Poor old Gable shook his head and said, they think they're having church, but they're just like two and three-year-old children playing church. No, this wake up and find out what belongs to us. And all the time, we had it in our hands. We had it in our grasp. It's ours. What is it? It's just what Peter had. Silver and gold, he said. How about none? That man was seeking silver and gold. He wanted him to drop some money in his cup. You've seen blind people with a cup out on the streets. Peter said, silver and gold, have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. What did he have? What did he have? What did he say he had? Such as I have, give I thee. In the name? He had the name that's above every name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He had the name. He had the name. He had the name. We've got the name. The name today is just the same. Well, I used the name, nothing happened. Well, you see, you never took time to study the word to see what's involved in the name, see what's back of the name. It don't work like a magic charm piece. It don't work like a rabbit's foot. Amen? Amen. Why don't it work for us? A lot of times they say, well, I use the name, nothing happened. Because you didn't know what was back of the name. See, that woman, you can't say that, that poor old woman. That's a true story. Spurgeon tells you. You can read it in his writings. That poor woman hanging on her wall. She had, that house belonged to her all the time. Not the shanty. I'm talking about the nice house. A living, money. Didn't have to want for a thing the rest of her life and not work. It belonged to her all the time. You can't say it wasn't hers. It's hers. She had the legal document signed and sealed that said it's hers. Why didn't she have it? Because she didn't know it. Thank God we've got the legal document, the new covenant, the new testament, sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he left us his name. When he went away, he left us his name. He left us his name. But we didn't realize what was invested in the name. We didn't know what was back of the name. Smith Wigglesworth got an edge of it. Wigglesworth talks about going down to Wales. He is an English preacher. And there was a man down there had been bedfast seven years. Just looked like a, a corpse. Skeleton with skin stretched over. He had tuberculosis. How he'd lived, they didn't know. But the man had worked in the tin mines in the daytime and preached at night and broke himself down physically and been there bedfast seven years. He had grown bitter. He thought God ought to heal him. After all, he'd given his life to him. Worked daytime, preached at night. Others had prayed and laid hands upon him, known him with oil. But God told Wigglesworth to go down there and raise him up. And so he went. He said, I said to folks I was standing with, could we get seven people to go in the room with us? And so they got seven believers to go into the room. There the man is on the bed. How he lived, the doctors don't know. Just on the verge of death and been there for some time. No hope, no hope beyond all medical aid. Wigglesworth said, 
the seven of us joined hands around that room, around that bed. He said, let's don't pray. Let's just repeat the name of Jesus. And the seven of them began to say Jesus all at once, in unison, out loud. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he said the power of God came down in that room, came down on that fellow. And I said to him, there it is, there's your healing. There's your healing. But then it lifted. And then we, as we held hands, began to say again, not pray, but just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the power of God came down on that man. And I said, there, there's your healing. There it is. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Health Food Devotional for the discounted price of $12.75. Get this dynamic resource to start your new year off right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. You know, in January... We're going to be in Florida. In Florida. Hey, <laughs> why don't y'all come on down? That's right. Uh, we're going to be in, in Naples, Florida, Living Word Family Church. Uh, uh, pastors Paul and Maria Fosslin. That's and, January the 27th through the 30th? Yes. Yes. That'll be that'll be a Sunday night through a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, come on down and be with us. It, it, it should be nice down there that time of the that's year. That's right. And I'm looking Sun forward. should be shining. Sun should be shining. <laughs> All right. And no snow, that's for sure. No snow, no snow, <laughs> no snow. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.